Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 306 with the wonderful Andrea Freeman. Hi, this is Andrea Freeman and you're listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlansky. Enjoy! I am so looking forward to a great conversation with Andrea. We are going to talk about intentional business creation. Andrea believes that transforming your life is also transforming your business, and I could not agree more. She is a mindful business coach and works with creative entrepreneurs to help them align their unique purpose and their intuition so they can more easily grow a successful, impactful, and profitable business. I'm super excited about this conversation, so let's dive right in. Well, I am so, super excited to have you on the show today, Andrea. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I just can't wait to dive in because, you know, all you do is like coming from the heart and it's, it's about finding the purpose and being mindful and really going with your intuition, like basically with who you are, right? Totally who you are. That yeah. Our businesses are stronger when we are a big part of them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so obviously we have the same mindset and belief system around this. And that's why I'm so looking forward to this conversation because you basically, you started to create your own magic when you were 12 with having your own first business. And I just find that really remarkable that you already came up with an idea where, you know, maybe other 12 years old would still play with Barbies <laughs> and, and you already started your business. So tell us a little bit, give us a little bit of a background so people can understand the journey and where you're coming from and what you have built. Mm. Yeah. So um, just to speak to that 12 years old, uh, starting that first business, this was something that was um, a babysitting training that my Girl Scout leader, did, you know, brought in the Red Cross, and we got we all got certified. Everyone in the troop got certified, but I just saw it as such an opportunity, and I, uh, you know, called up a neighbor of ours and said, because we didn't have a computer at that time. This is before everybody had a computer in their home, but I knew someone who did, and I said, I need to make some flyers. I have to get the <laughs> word out. I mean, I don't know why. That I just cool. went in that direction. So getting the word out, helping people, being of service, recognizing that I could do something where, quite honestly, I could make a little cash. Like That was always fun to me. Um, and simultaneously with starting that little business, uh, I also borrowed a book from my mother about meditation and deep breathing. And I, it was like the two since the very beginning have always been linked. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then I dabbled. I, I was very much a kid. I wasn't always just, you know, slinging my business chops. But I uh, had a few other businesses. I went to culinary school. I had a catering company. Uh, I transitioned to eventually being an event planner. That's where I really got to take my entrepreneurial skills to the next level uh, where I got to be really serious in business. I mean, we were doing red carpet events for celebrities and, uh, you know, events all over the world. And this is where all of the mindset stuff that I had dabbled in throughout my life really got pulled into being integrated into a business. And it's about, you know, nine years into that business that I finally said, it's time for me to share this with other people. And that's how ultimately I transitioned to coaching. Just went very naturally and organically. 
every business to business conversation would end with, what book did you say? Where do I go to get that meditation? Who is that coach? Can you be my coach? Like, so it just happened. <laughs> Finally, yeah. I just started saying yes. Awesome. I, I just love that. And is it basically the first thing that you ever sold was then babysitting or did you already sell something before that? Uh, I guess the first thing I ever sold would be Girl Scout cookies because that starts, you know, in five years old. Mm -hmm. how, how did you feel receiving your first yes and money? <laughs> you know, when you're five, you're just so, you're so open. It's so just the way the world is, right? So my mom would bundle us up. It was usually winter in New York uh, at that time when we were selling them door to door. And we would just go down our block and knock on it. And, and everybody was waiting for us. That was the exciting thing is that oh, so cool. we've been waiting for you to come this year. So uh, it was a very positive experience. And then um, there's a lot of selling opportunities in that organization. I think it's an incredible organization for, um, you know, what ultimately leads to entrepreneurship for a lot of women who go through the Girl Scouts. But I started then doing booth sales where we would go set up outside of a grocery store or, you know, some other like outside of the mall on the weekends. And that was less of a a known audience, you know, not so many warm leads, basically. Yeah. And we were just peddling and in front of the store. And that was a really interesting experience. And one of the biggest things that I say that I learned is that no really doesn't mean anything. And, you know, or that I'll be okay. I mean, I guess no means no, but I'll be okay. There'll be another opportunity. Somebody else is going to be really excited. This product is really good. People do really want it, but it's not necessarily for everybody. And so to learn that at such an early age, I think was huge. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm happy that you had that opportunity and that you took the lesson in. <laughs> so I, I think it really helps people, especially when they go out and they have this passion burning, right? And they want to create their own companies and businesses. And then all of a sudden they realize, well, nobody's knocking at their doors asking them if you know they can become their client. They have to go out and do something. They have to be visible they have to show up and they have to ask for the sale. And so often that's so uncomfortable. Do you have any advice around that? Or have you always been like comfortable with asking for the sale? So, I mean, I think that me taking the lesson from those booth sales is really in hindsight. Um, you know, in the moment as a kid, you're deflated and you go back to your little booth and your leader says, get back out there. <laughs> you know, so, so in, a, in an essence, I always had a coach, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I think it's huge. Uh, you know, I'm a huge advocate for coaching and I think that it's amazing when people can work for themselves and, uh, you know, have somebody that they can bounce ideas off of and that they can cut through the clutter. Because I think once we get to entrepreneurship in our adult lives, we have, made a lot of decisions about what sales is and what sales isn't. And, you know, very often, and I work with a lot of creative uh, service professionals. So very often they're more focused on their craft and the thing they're excited to share with the world. And, um, you know, often come to the business with like, a, I don't like sales mentality. And 
So we have to get very clear about that sales is part of being in business and really look at all the things, all the decisions, all the conversations that they're having with themselves, all those, you know, past narratives that they've made up based on things that they've experienced, either, you know, the inherited conversations from our parents or experiences that we've had in the past where maybe someone's been pushy and they didn't feel good to be sold in that way. So we kind of throw it all, all on the table, like, right up front and sift through the ideas. And we really look at what's still serving me and what's just an outdated conversation. What do I not want to take forward, uh, you know, in my business in a soulful way, if I'm being very intentional about making my products and services available. And it's a chance to then upgrade our conversations and create new narratives, new ways of operating, new places to come from in our perspective of sharing what we have to offer with the world. Mm, yeah, I love that. And you just said intentional. I would love to talk to you about intentional business creation. Mm. How does it work? So oftentimes when we talk about business, like in a more general setting, it feels like, okay, there's this plan. You just do A, B, C, and then at the end, at the end money comes out, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've been there, but I've been there. It's not, it's not working. And yeah. there are ways where, you, where it works, where it works like magic, but discovering them is not always easy. So mm -hmm. what can you say about that intentional business building? Yeah. So I think that a lot of the templated methods for do X, Y, and Z, and then you produce this result are really kind of used up. And we're entering this time where I think customers and service providers are more sophisticated than ever, that we really are looking to our businesses to be part of our identity, part of our expression in the world. And as you know, as potential customers, we're looking to buy services and goods that represent what our values are and, you know, what we believe in in the world. So more than ever, it's really important to go into business with a really clear understanding of who you are, what makes you tick in the world, really your purpose, um, and then building a business around that. When you build a business around that, you know, quote unquote, why, your business just has such a strong foundation. And it's really then very easy to check back in with, who do I need to be in order to make this available in the world? And as a result, what are the right strategies and tactics? Definitely being intentional, being mindful in business isn't just about sitting and meditating and then the business comes in, right? There's still strategies and tactics and methods that you have to implement, but it just helps you not get caught up in everyone else's sales funnels. You then get to tap the experts and the people who can be the most supportive to you that are the right fit for your business, for your intention and your values. And then you get to do business in a way that's really coming from the heart. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. What means hard sells for you? Mm -hmm. Hard sells for me is having a business where I get to express all of me, 
right? Where I get to be fully myself. I'm not trying to be a particular way in order to be part of my industry. And so I'm doing business in a very authentic way. And everything lines up with that. All of my sales, all of my marketing, all of the conversations that I'm having about making my goods and services available are fulfilling because they're aligned with who I am at my core. Mm, yeah, I just love it. I, I think it's so important because if your business doesn't bring you fulfillment, then you're in the wrong business, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that that it's a trap it, as an entrepreneur and especially a new kind of, you know, when you're in that solopreneur stage where you start looking, you know, you're very good at something, you know, you have a passion for something. And then maybe you're not as confident if this is especially your first business, how to be a business owner. So you start very quickly looking, how does everybody else get the word out? What, you know, where do people in my industry advertise? What should I be saying? And, and very quickly, it can lead into being what you think you should be in your business versus who you really are in your business. And I think in that first three to five years, a lot of business owners get very lost and they end up arriving at a place where they say, where where am I in this business? You know, like what is what what is a reflection of me? Uh, and that's like a real evolution point, and, and you know, a very unique process for everyone to then get to the place where they can be more self-expressed in their business, more who they are, more confident in what they bring to the table, and that unique perspective that they have to offer to their industry. Mm. I, I I just love that. I think it's so important. If you're not you, then who are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's just, you know, trying to play these roles. And I remember like my first sales job, I had all these ideas of how a successful salesperson selling high tickets over the phone should be. Mm. But, you know, I tried to fit my own idea <laughs> and I was, you know, I was so serious <laughs> and I did not have fun in the conversations. Like looking back, I, you know, I, I can laugh a lot about myself, but being in the situation, like so being caught and like, you know, I'm asking for such a high ticket. So obviously there's no fun involved. I have to be the serious person. And I, you know, I left so much out that belonged to me to show up in a way that was professional, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a trap, but I, it, it makes sense when we start doing, we have like this beginner's mindset and we're used to integrating information by, you know, looking around and seeing what everybody else is doing. There's, there's a real, uh, you know, self-preservation element to that. And, and there's, and there's not no learning in that. Like you do also get valuable information about your industry and how things, you know, how things operate and valuable information about how to then distinguish yourself. So it's not for nothing. I think everything is definitely a learning opportunity and a chance to, to really look at, you know, where we can evolve our businesses. I think the most important thing to recognize is that no business is set in stone. It's all an evolution. We're all a work in progress and that's okay. Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah. When I, when I then decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to go into business for myself. I was like, you know, the, the first thing, and obviously by then I already had fun conversations in my job as well. And that really changed the way I showed up, the way I thought, the way I created revenue for that company just was amazing. So 
And then the first thing, like all my professional clothes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I put them in my closet. I haven't touched them ever since because it was, it felt like a second skin that I had to wear that I didn't want to wear. I dealt with that as an event planner in a really big way. That's an industry that is uh, very image driven and uh, very much about, you know, perfection. And I really, really wanted to be that, you know, like the, you know, Jennifer Lopez in the, the wedding planner movie. I mean, that Love I it. wanted that. Um, <laughs> and it's not me. I mean, I'm so much more soulful and uh, a, a little bit of a hippie and, uh, you know, and I, and I was always kind of trying to put that on the side, like, you know, that's for my personal life. And then mm-hmm. one day I had this light bulb moment where I don't have a business life and a personal life. I have one life and it really needs to be integrated. And that's when I started to, I mean, I started, I did a big overhaul and rebrand for my event planning company. And it really started to be about something that comes from a very soulful, connected place. I stopped in my initial uh, client uh, inquiry meetings, even talking about perfect parties. I would actually say, I don't promise perfect parties. But what I promise is that I have the experience to handle anything that comes up and something always comes up. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that was a big shift for me. Uh, yeah. I love these big shifts. It's uh, it makes life so much better when you leave. Well, these things that, that like made you so tight, right? There's so mm-hmm. much more expansion after you are able to break out of the shell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I would love to talk to you about journaling because you brought us a really amazing gift, the five-minute journal. But let's talk about why journaling is so important to you. And it's very important to me. I almost journal every day. I'm, sometimes I mess up, but then I get you know, upset with myself like, oh, I didn't do it today because it really makes me feel great. So how do you see journaling and why it's so important? Uh, So journaling is a practice that I've had for a long time. And as a business person, it has made a huge difference. I use it in a lot of different ways. I use journaling to process, you know, the day to day and, you know, like, why did this go? the way that it did. I use a lot of journal prompts to look at, you know, what's the existing conversation? What will the results be if I keep doing it in this way? And, you know, how can I create a new way of being that will produce a new result? And and as a result, how can I um, give myself little reminders, you know, maybe come, come out of it with some mantras or affirmations for, you know, being able to shift the conversation in a way that's really integrated. Because we all have our default thinking. We all have our ways that we think certain things are that are serving us and that are not serving us. And in the areas where things are not serving us, journaling is a hugely valuable tool for being able to shift those conversations. So that's, that's how I really use it. And not just waiting the, the five-minute journal technique that I have for listeners is really about creating and getting grounded into the principles of abundance. You know, I think that in our businesses and and really just in our lives, we all want more abundance. We all want more support. We all want more love. We all want more money. We all abundance in all forms, right? More health, more wellness. And this can often be a conversation of like, after I do X, Y, and Z, then I'll have the time and then I'll really be able to do 
whatever the thing is that we want, right? And it usually looks like what we want is more time, more freedom, you know, more ability to just be who we really are. And so this technique is really about grounding into what we already have, how filled up we already are, how much abundance is already available to us, and then cultivating joy you know, every day, not waiting for all these things to line up and then I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because for me, it's a decision. So when I'm not in the right state and, you know, sometimes you, you just, you just feel sad. And I also stopped saying like, I am sad because I I'm not sad. I'm happy, Mm. but um, I might feel sad that day than, you know, just sitting down and writing, I am happiness, for example, or I, how I want to feel and just writing that out usually shifts me right into the state that I want to be in because to write oh, it out, yeah. I, have, I have to feel it. So especially for, for the listeners, like when they are afraid of sales, right? They could just journal, well, I love to have amazing conversations, everybody showing up today will be an amazing conversation, right? Not even concentrating on the sale, but writing something out that helps them and builds the bridge to what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. It's really all about upping our confidence level. And that often takes, you know, at the heart of it, getting clear about what's at play already um, and getting clear about where you want to go, having a vision for where you want to go. And then being able to, um, you know, develop the skills, like consistently show up, get, you know, have small wins. And, you know, it's as as simple as shifting a conversation in a tiny way. Like, yeah, every conversation I have is an amazing opportunity, you know, is a huge shift sometimes. And then, you know, consistently showing up and, and practicing. And I think practicing is the key, like room for it to go well and room for it to not go well and understanding that you're building a skill and that's okay. Yeah, I just love that understanding that you are building a skill. That's so profound. Yes, totally. So you don't get frustrated with yourself or you don't beat yourself up because it's not working the way you desire to work the first time, second time, maybe not even the fifth time, right? But sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Yeah, and I'm a recovering perfectionist. So, I mean, I completely understand. And if you're like a high achiever, you're used to somebody who's, you know, being somebody who's produced really amazing results very often effortlessly, when you bump into something that's difficult or challenging, uh, you can often make a lot of judgments about yourself, about, you know, like this just isn't for me and, you know, these, this, you know, I can't do this and all that kind of stuff. When really, if we just went into it with the mindset, like a little bit more of a beginner's mindset, that like I'm learning something new, I have room, I am compassionate with myself and I have the space to allow myself to grow and develop. I mean, that's where new things become possible. Mm. Yeah, so, so true. Well, thank you so much for for bringing us your five-minute journal. So tell us a little bit what people get when, you know, the link is going to be on the show notes together with all the links that lead to you. So it's just one click away. But what do people get when they sign up for your five-minute journal? So it's really, uh, it's quick and easy, five minutes, like it says. Yeah, no, I, I no kidding. <laughs> yeah, because people say like, I don't have time, right? I don't have time. Yeah. I have five yeah. minutes. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's really, it's really grounding into the principles of abundance. It's really grounding into what's available when we take just a few minutes to notice like what we have access to already, how much we already have in our lives. There's a lot of, there's a gratitude piece. There's an abundance mindset piece. Um, It's super easy to do. And ultimately as a daily practice, I think creates more opportunity and opening for even more manifesting, even more to come into our lives. Because when we're noticing how much we already have available, that's when more shows up. Yeah, totally agree 100%. Well, I can't wait to have our next conversation. This has just been wonderful. And uh, yeah, we are totally in alignment. <laughs> this is so much fun. This and I, yeah, I think for, you know, for the, for the listeners who are sometimes not very comfortable in selling or business building or, you know, asking for the sale or having the conversation, this is really, really helpful to get grounded in who you are and then follow your intuition and follow your purpose and just create value for other people. Absolutely. And things, things will fall into place, but you do have to take action, obviously. Just meditating and, and wishing for something is not is not, probably not going to deliver it. I mean, there might be a surprise. But, <laughs> but I find it, and I, I'm sure you find this as well, that when you get to that space of clarity, when you are in that stillness, when you give yourself the room to be with your thoughts, process them, and, you know, and even put some of them to the side, that it's easier to hear that internal voice, that internal wisdom, and know what actions to take so that you're taking actions that are more aligned with who you are and what your purpose is. Yeah, so true. Awesome. Well, what a wonderful finish to this episode. I couldn't have said that better. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. And I'm really looking forward to our next conversation. Have a great Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I have to say, Andrea dropped so many golden nuggets. I hope you are picking some of them up. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com and get her free gift, The 5-Minute Journal. And also you will have all the links that connect to her. They are all just one click away. And I highly recommend you check Andrea out on social media and you connect to her and also make sure you are tuning in for our next episode where we will be talking about your personal evolution and how this fuels your business evolution. Once you're over at christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab, also sign up for the empowerment notes. And if you're really looking for clients right now, there's a wonderful resource over at christineschlonsky.com in the experience tab where you can get a free ticket to the Heart-Centered Lead Generation Summit, which will have a whole curriculum on lead generation for you so you can learn ways that are for paid lead generation, for organic lead generation, or for lead generations through partnering by 40 amazing experts, though your pipeline will always be filled with wonderful soulmate clients. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world, and I'm saying bye for now.